Do you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. So just talk like normal news. Just talk like normal news, right? And, yeah, and no, right? Because that's normal, right? And make sure that you don't give any last names in this wonderful podcast. So we're just going to be talking about your book. We're going to fake to, names. No, no fake names. We have enough fake news. Why put fake names on there? Um, so we're. You're, I'll just introduce you guys as sixth graders. Um, who have a lot to say. You are reading historical fiction. I'll tell them that you're reading Refugee by Alan Gratz. You're a book club. You're in sixth grade. There you go. And I already recorded the first couple of minutes. So get yourself a colored pencil and let's just have a casual, normal conversation that doesn't sound like it's scripted. Um, so I'll, get, I'll ask a question and then I just want you guys to answer while I just listen. Can, okay. um, first of all, Let's just start out with the first thing. I'm I'm curious as to if you like the book or not. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. You do. I really don't like historical fiction. I oh, I love historical stuff. fiction. I survived as like one of my favorite series. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really. Read which is why we probably mm-hmm. shouldn't do that for book club because I've read pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, really? You probably don't want to read. A so I heard a lot of resounding yays, and one I don't like historical fiction. So let's go with the yays. And let's tell me what you think, and then I'm going to talk to Michelle and see, uh, you know, what because you don't have to like the genre, right? I don't like, and I don't want to talk too deeply about this, but I don't like reading fantasy. Michelle, do you like fantasy? Yeah. Right. I love fantasy. So it's, let's talk about that. We'll, we'll have, like, what is it about certain genres that, genres that people like and dislike? So let's start talking about why you like Refugee. Let's... Who wants to chime in here? All right, Kate. So what are you thinking? So is really good because I feel like <clears throat> it's giving you a really good story. And I like how there's a bunch of different characters and mm-hmm. their journeys are kind of connected because they're each going to the other person's like place, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. And I like it because it's got a lot of twists and turns, like things you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Anything that you're surprised that you're learning that you didn't know before? Um, I did not. So I knew about the Nazis in Germany mm-hmm. um, because my family is part German. Okay. But um, I did not know that like Why? there is problems in Cuba. You didn't know that, and so no. now you know. Okay. And yes, um, know. what? Who else wants to chime in? What do you know now that you didn't know before? Bag me. So before I just knew that Nazis invaded Germany. And they tortured um, the Jewish. But I didn't know, like, how those people struggled and, like, what they all went through. Really, like, they were so traumatized. And then I'm just seeing, like, how people back then, during that time period, felt like. And it's very good because the author creates characters with so many personalities that the reader can also connect to them. You're right about that, Michelle. You're right. So, um, so Vagme, you're absolutely right that um, there are all kinds of things about this book that uh, really I loved. I personally love this book. Um, any 
if you had to give this book so far, this Refugee by Ellen Gratz, a stars, like five is like the best book. Yeah. I cannot believe I, I can't wait to read it. And one is, uh, I dread it. How many stars would you give it, Isabel? Five. Tell me why. Why five? You guys all agree? Five? Yeah. 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 I, Michelle's awfully quiet over there. Like so, four, Kate, four. five. What are you thinking, Bagney? Five. Five. No. All right. All right. Four point five, maybe. I don't know. All right. Naomi, five, you said what? Five. Five. You really like it. I can tell from looking at your eyes. You really like it as well. Michelle, you're awfully quiet over there. So not everyone agrees. So, Michelle, tell me from your own personal experience what it is about this book that you don't like. I do like this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the best book I've read, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I like this book a lot because it has a lot of action and there's these really sad parts because like usually in books mm -hmm. they just straight up tell you that someone something happened but you right. don't really know that character yeah. well yet right but then this person in the book Ivan we already knew him quite well mm -hmm. story from Isabel mm -hmm. and she's gone now so that all right so so I think also you're a fantasy fan too, right? Where you like to go into happy worlds or make-believe worlds where whatever happens in fantasy can happen in real life. And I'm wondering, just a quick uh, analysis of what you're saying is if your fantasy is something you love, then reading realistic fiction where these events actually happened, but the characters are fictional, might be hard on the heart, knowing that these events happened. Can I just say something? Oh, okay. Well, just thoughts. All right. Okay. Yeah, Kate. Um, so, like, I like fantasy because I can... Um, <clears throat> I've stopped talking over there. Okay. You, should, you should be reading independently, not talking. So, is it Julian's foot that I see? All right. I need you to read silently right now. Um, and that I, is on the podcast, <clears throat> Julian. <laughs> so I like fantasy because mm -hmm. it takes you into a whole new world and little escape. Yeah, like realistic fiction mm -hmm. and like regular, just like nonfiction or historical fiction. Mm -hmm. All that stuff could or has happened mm -hmm. in life, but like fantasy is something you will never be able to see. So I like going into that. Right. World that's interesting. Like seeing things you've never seen mm -hmm. before. Right. That's like interesting. It plays like a movie in my head. So I can yeah. see things. I bet you the authors of the either fantasy and historical fiction, they have to do an equal amount of research, right? Because they, one fantasy has to create their own world. And that's a lot of work yeah. and historical fiction. They have to research the old world. Yeah. So going to Refugee, I want you to think right now silently about what place you are in the book. I want you to tell me a little bit about what's going on so far. Like what's happened to the most recent event. Isabel, why don't you start? What do you, um, what's going on in the book? Well, one that I can remember is that Ivan just got attacked by a shark and he died. Oh, I guess I forgot that part. Oops. Oopsie. I can see why you don't like it, Michelle. <laughs> so, and they were heading, they were going from Cuba in the 1990s, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, they were going from Cuba and trying to make it to uh, Florida. Would you kind of tell us a little bit about that part and how how was it that he ended up out of the boat and into the dangerous shark-infested waters? What so, happened? The boat was filling up with water and it had been getting like really hot. So everyone yeah. on the boat thought it was a good idea to have a couple people go into the water at a time and hold on to the boat so that way there'd be less weight in it and also it pull them off but then there's sharks in the water and well it didn't go well it did go well and so this is historical fiction alan gratz did a lot of research so he's researching things that actually happened that actually happened. So imagine how horrifying that must be to try to leave your home. That's hard enough, but then to try to risk your life and hope that everything turns out well, well, that's called refugee. What else is going on, Naomi, in the book? Um, what other parts to read last night that you want to talk about? Such a big, sophisticated word, and intertwines. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, so say that one more time. I really think that what you just said was pretty sophisticated. Come on. Intertwines? No, just re, re say that sentence. I didn't really hear it. All I heard was intertwines, to be honest with you. I was pretty impressed. Um, so there was this part in the book that. Oh, Isabel and Joseph's story that intertwines with each other. <laughs> and um, so. Tell us a little bit about that. On the so now the plots, the three plots from three different settings, from three different time periods in history 1940s, 1930s, 1940s, 1990s, and current. You're telling me that they intertwine yeah. so far, all right? Can so, tell us more. Um, Isabel's grandfather, he said that um, one of them asked when they would get to Florida, mm -hmm. and then he said mañana, which is tomorrow, mm -hmm. and then he remembered something, and then when it got to, when, when he remembered something, and then he said mañana again, mm -hmm. like, remembering the things, mm -hmm. um, and when we got to Joseph's chapter, um, he... Um, the grandpa of, um, Isabel was there on the boat. Um, he was one of the, he was a police officer that saved right, Jesse's father. Right, right, right. I remember yeah. that. It's really like really crazy how the author kind of snit, uh, kind of stitched those things together. And you were able to catch that. I remember, re I remember reading that part going, okay, hold on. What just happened? And I had to reread it and kind of figure out the whole family tree, like how they were connected. So that's really good that you caught that. And like, you could tell it was um, Isabel's father because on the boat, he um, was like giving compliments to um, what's the, the boyfriend of who? The boyfriend of who? Amara. No, the girlfriend of who? Amara. Yeah, Amara. Um, he was okay. like giving compliments to Amara. Like, yeah. Saying she he was like saying, "Oh, you you look so beautiful." And was, he was like, "Compliment for really, like a lot." Really like tacky compliments. Yeah. Like if your eyes were to see, I would drown in them or something. Yeah. Your eyes what? If your eyes were to see, then I would drown. Oh, yeah. that's a beautiful compliment. You guys should say that for Valentine's Day. To who? I don't know, but you could put it. You know, just you never know. I love that. If your eyes were an ocean, I would drown in them. I think I might use that for the exit ticket. Every kid, I'll say that. See what they say. 
Um, <laughs> all right. So I can see from you two when you're talking about the book that there's like, you just love it and you want me to stop talking because you want to figure out what's going to happen next, right? All right, Michelle, what's going on in the story so far? Any questions, um, any surprises? So in uh, the story of Joseph, his father is still traumatized by going oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. the concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And he's being kind of a coward. He's not really doing anything. Can you tell me specifically, like, what made you think he was more cowardly? Well, he, well um, if the book says that he was crawling under the tables like a little child. So remember how we were reading that picture book, Patrol? Yeah. I don't know if it was with your group or another group. We talked about something called PTSD. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, yeah. It was in the Veterans Day Project. Yeah, that's what I think then. It wasn't your block. It was another. Yeah, it's called PTSD. It's an acronym. And P stands for post, meaning after. Right? Post-traumatic means trauma that you are damaging emotionally post-traumatic stress from stress from conflict big stress little stress it does it really could be something small people get post-traumatic stress from anything that is hard on them emotionally and it's a disorder and what you're seeing is what the disorder does you're seeing him he's not acting like a baby He's trauma- traumatized by the concentration camp, and that's typically the rocking back and forth, the uh, the inability to function as an adult. That's what it is. Yeah, and there was uh, he was um, his mother was getting worried, so he went to ask the doctor mm-hmm. if if he had any pills for like. Like I forgot all about that part. And so unbelievable. His sister was still in the pool, so he had to go pick her up. So when you say he, who are you referring to? Justin. And so I want you to think about the protagonist in this book. You've got Isabella. Is she kind of stepping up and helping and saving people? Yes? She's young, right? What about Isabel? Are you finding her to be a courageous? Uh, what about um, Joseph, I mean? Do you consider him to be very protective and courageous? I mean, he does want to protect his father because I can see that in a couple chapters back, he's he slapped his father because he didn't want him to get sent back. They didn't want to get sent back to Cuba because then he knew that his father would get in trouble right. and be arrested. Right. And his father was seemed so out of control that a person who's out of control at that point um, would only draw attention to their situation, then they may be sent back. So, Kate, what are your thoughts? What's happening in the story? What What do you want to mention that hasn't been mentioned already? Well, I'm going to mention the only person we haven't talked about, mm-hmm. Mahmoud. Mm. Mahmoud. Tell me, Mahmoud. yeah, tell tell the tell the listeners a little bit about his situation. What time frame was it? His story set in, and what is he trying to accomplish? So. He has, like, 
a really bad life right now because like she spent his entire life being invisible, but now he needs to stand out to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, in one part of the story, and um, so there's a boat that comes, and his father and brother are on it after their rubber dinghy thing, their raft, like gets completely ruined on the rocks in the middle of the ocean. So he has to give away his baby sister, Hannah, because they just want her to live. And the mother- No, stop right there. Tell, tell me a little bit more about that part. That's an important part. Yeah. <clears throat> he had to give away. What do you mean by that? Um, so his mother could barely support herself, and she had to support Hannah, too. So did they get separated? Um, Hannah and the mother get separated, yeah. How do they get separated? Um, there's a boat that comes by, and they want to get on, but they won't. The people on the boat won't mm-hmm. let them get on the Why boat. not? Because they say that it's going to be too full, too crowded. Which it could capsize, right? Yeah. So, so do you notice that on boat, that. they're all on water here? Yeah. Right, yeah. at the same time? So as you're reading, you're like, water, water, water. Have, have you made that connection yet? Yeah. yeah. All right, keep yeah. on going. And um, so they want to give Hannah away, at least so that Hannah can survive. How old is Hannah? Um, two. So I they don't, say. they know that they may never see Hannah. Yeah. And yet... Like, think about that decision. Do you think those decisions had to be made back in those days? Yeah. Those really heart-wrenching decisions. Yeah. So Hannah had to be given away because they were separated. And keep on going. Um, it was the only way that Hannah would probably survive. And, and who was she given away to? Um, a woman volunteers to take her on, like, Where on were the they at that point? Uh, they were, like, in the middle of the Mediterranean. And this woman was from Turkey, from Greece. Where was she from? Uh, does it say in the book? No, I think the map strangers. might help, right? Yeah. So some strangers. But where were they? Were they in the Mediterranean, right, well, obviously? But in the middle of the Mediterranean. Why don't you open the up chapter? your books and get a map and see if you can know? Because that's an important uh, fact. I think it's not – so we have Isabel's journey – and if you find the page that will talk to about Joseph's journey map, let's take a look at the map. What page? Do you guys find it yet? Oh, good. What page are you on? All right. So if you look at the map, Kate, oh, I don't need that. Yeah, it's the very back. If you look at the map, could you figure out the place in the book that you were just describing where they had to give Hannah away? Could you figure out where on the map that might be? Oh, yeah. it might be uh, so the Mediterranean Sea is over here, and mm-hmm. they're trying to get to Greece. So maybe... Are they in the agency, though? You see that? Mm-hmm. Right? They're in the agency. I feel like uh, that well, one might be... Is it Athens? Is it Athens? Do they... Athens. Well, so it's Athens. Mm-hmm. So would was Hannah given away in Turkey... Or was she given away in Athens or somewhere even further on north? Well, she was given away in the Yeah. So it says somewhere on the Mediterranean Sea in the chapter after they give Hannah away. And it's basically like they're in the same place, somewhere in the Mediterranean Sea. So they were on the boat when that happened? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And, and where, where was the boat headed? I, it's obviously headed yeah, in the same way that... 
Greece, and then even through Syria, they, they, yeah. like, they go through some dangerous territory. Okay, great. And I feel like at this point, Mahmoud's mom is acting a lot like Joseph's father, like out of sorts and like a little bit crazy in the Who? head because Who? Mahmoud's father, I mean oh. Mahmoud's mother, because she had to give her baby away. And so she, she was like, devastated. Yeah, she's devastated. Yeah. And in, um, I think the last page we read for Mahmoud, um, she is like, she's on the beach. They finally make it to the beach and they see a little baby on there and they're like thinking maybe it's Hannah. And so the mother runs over wailing, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Oh, and it's not part. Hannah, but it's somebody else's little baby. Lungs filled with seawater. I actually took that from the book. I remember mm-hmm. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, then she just collapses. Basically, she's like, she cannot be like, just to be like the mother anymore. She's just too devastated. Yeah. And that's what you are noticing that the yeah. kids, it, it, the like, kids have to, like they, have, the they switch. They have to, because even the parents aren't protected from all the trauma here. Yeah. So, and then, so what part are you going to read today? When you go back to seats, what what's, what part will you be on? Um, and let's talk about, let's make some predictions about what you think might happen. All right. And will you read what's underneath that? Is it, where is it? Here? Yeah. What's underneath? It says Lesbos, Greece to Athens, Greece. To Athens, Greece. Yeah. Okay. So they're going from one part of Greece to the other, and that's the section. So let me give you a quick background on that. Um, this, his story is happening now in the world. We just don't, no, we're not reading it. Were you aware of that? Uh, yeah, so as we read this book, it's happening now as we speak. Um, so... How do you pronounce his name? Mahmoud. Mahmoud's story is what's happening. So a lot of people are still leaving Syria, and it's still hard for them to leave. They're risking their lives to protect their families. And there are countries that will say, come on over. We'll protect you. But some countries don't want refugees. They're scared. That's happening in Central America. A lot of people are coming up from Central America, coming to the United States. So we have a real topic in the world, refugees. Right now, we have more people leaving their home to go to another place because of safety, because of natural disaster than any other time in history. World War II was the big, the, the, uh, was the amount, the amount of people that left during World War II was huge. Now, Currently, people leaving countries like Syria in the Middle East, countries like Guatemala and Central America to yeah. try to find safety. Um, yep. Um, this is about the predictions of what's going to happen. Yeah, predictions. Like, yeah, thanks. for the. Got to keep me moving. All right, predictions. And I think that um, Isabel's so they're going to escape the sharks, but Isabel's mother is going to, like, give birth on the boat. Mm-hmm. And I think they're not going to, like, be caught with dry feet. No, so explain what dry feet them. is. Explain so what that what is. Feet, dry feet is the law mm-hmm. that, um, that, like, uh, Latin America, no, not Latin America, like, um, Cuba. Yeah, Cuba and, like, the United States made, um, where... If any Cubans were like trying to get onto America, um, okay. if they were caught on like 
on the actual American's land, they got to stay there mm-hmm. and be like refugees and stay there. But if they got caught in the ocean and the um, the life, the coast board, guard, yeah, the coast, the coast guard. guard um, caught them in the ocean, he would arrange for them to be sent back to Cuba. So it could be literally feet away from freedom. Yeah. No pun intended. Get it? Yeah. I didn't really mean to say that, but once I said it, I realized how clever it really was. Um, mm-hmm. So I could be in a boat running towards the shore in one step away from putting my foot on dry land. And if I was caught, even if it was within inches or feet, could the Coast Guard catch me and put, uh, take me back? Yes. yes. No. Yeah. So that's kind of ridiculous. So, All right. I think so you think that's going to happen? Like fighting to get there. Okay. So, yeah. so you don't, you think that they may not make it. What about you, Michelle? Um, Predictions? I think that Isabel and Malin will make it because the map shows that they traveled all the way to their destination. Mm-hmm. But then Joseph's map shows that they go back to where they started. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. So I feel like maybe their dad's gonna cause a problem. That's that's a that's what Bagme mentioned too. Yeah. Seems what like, do you think? I I think that Joseph's dad is going to be like the problem, the reason they're going back. Mm-hmm. Because like they said, they were um, bringing back people that were like not mentally okay. Right. Right. Or healthy. So he's like really so not well that you're afraid that he's going to draw attention and then once they he once the attention is drawn they will send him back because again like you said he's not well yeah yeah all right and so in Isabel's story i think something's gonna happen to the baby okay like i think mom's gonna give birth on the boat and so then dad's gonna have to the baby okay like either the baby or the mom. All right. So you're reading today. Um, your reader's notebook was already done. This is the podcast, all right? Tonight, um, I don't, what page are you on? 209. 209. And how many pages? There's like, um, we're only going to take two more days. Okay. Yeah. So um, I want you both, or you all, uh, don't say anything right now. Don't celebrate, but no reason notebook tonight. I do want you to have sticky notes when you're reading because you already did the reader's notebook here and you didn't have enough time to read. So I just want you to read tonight. You guys decide, you decide how many pages to read, but when you get to the ending, you're going to do that goal and it's probably not going to happen tonight. Are you, am I clear? Yes. So no reader's notebook. That does not mean Michael because he was absent. No reader's notebook, just read. And you read to the, you read to the page that you all agreed on Right, and it's going to be hard when you get to this. When you get towards the end, that's where you want to probably read ahead to force yourself not to. I know, I almost read ahead because I I can see it's that good. When you get to the end of this book, it's probably going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, Friday tomorrow we're going to have a guest speaker in. We're going to work on blackout poetry, so you're not going to have any time to read tomorrow in ELA. But over the weekend, if you guys wanted to. If that's something you want to do, uh, you guys make that decision. Or you can save it for Monday. You can read the ending in class mm-hmm. on Monday. And then we can talk about it because the ending needs discussion. It's unbelievable. The ending is unbelievable. Okay. So you guys make that. What do you guys want to do? 
Okay, so I feel like what we should do is wait for that good discussion on Monday, but I really wanted to finish it on the weekend. <laughs> I know, I know. I, it, I remember reading this book at the very end. I remember going, okay, I have to reread it. I just can't believe what I'm reading right now. It's like a big puzzle that I won't say more. I can't say more. Let's just say some of you made some pretty accurate predictions. And bye-bye. Wait, wait, what? No.